You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here talking D-backs baseball with Richard Justice filling in for Steve Gilbert this week. Richard, thanks for stepping in and putting on that D-backs hat this week. <laughs> I'm glad to do it. Uh, nobody really steps in for Steve Gilbert. I'm, I'm just going to try. All right, I'm sure you'll do a great job. Let's get right into it. There's actually been, I mean, these rumors have been swirling, and and since the get-go it seemed unlikely, but there's been Manny Machado, Arizona Diamondback rumors. Uh, The latest of many rumors with Machado, obviously, and it seems late in the game if the Orioles were going to trade him anyway. But let's, because of a lack of much going on in the hot stove season, get into this a little bit anyway. Obviously, it would be a one-year situation for a D-backs team that uh, that I think wants to keep the window open a little longer than that. But what would Machado do for that D-backs lineup? Well, he'd be great for them. Obviously, he could move over to shortstop. He's made it clear that wherever he could, the Orioles appear to have promised him uh, a chance to play shortstop this year. It's going to be awkward with Beckham there, but he wants to play short. He clearly wants to play short in 20, 2019. That's what this game needs, another great young shortstop. Um, and, uh, and so that would be a good fit. It would allow Jake Lamb to play there. Here's the problem I have with it. Now, now remember, they've got to replace J.D. Martinez's bat. They, when he got there, their, their, their bats had gone cold. But the Diamondbacks are already at about $117 million on their payroll, and that's way up from $93 million last year. Manny's going to make, I believe, it's $16 million this year. Um, you know, that's a lesson to you kids out there. Uh, if, if you're going to have one player making $34 million, as Zach Grinke does, uh, you, you're going to have trouble having payroll flexibility in the offseason. The Diamondbacks have also showed some interest in Christian Yelich that everybody wants, and he's controllable and under a, a, a nice contract and all of that. I just don't see it happening. I, I, I see it being a, a, a decent fit from a baseball standpoint, not from payroll. And, you know, as you said, beyond that, the Orioles have given no indication they're going to trade him. They've shopped him. But those of us who know the Orioles owner, Peter Angelos, just cannot see him taking a step back, that they want to keep the guys together and make another run before the before Britain and Machado uh, become free agents. Yeah, Yelich would certainly fit a lot better, I think, be great, and obviously yeah. controllable for a lot longer. Uh, the D-back system, I know they want to hang on to the young talent as well. So we would see. Here's a question for you, though. J.D. still out there. Uh, we wait and wait, and there was reports that the Red Sox had offered him five years, 100. Then there was a report that the Red Sox had offered him five years, 125. He clearly wants... Uh, it seems like more years and more money than that, Richard. The longer this goes on, is there any reason D-backs fans should maybe start to dream a little? You can always dream because the Diamondbacks have always been aggressive, and sometimes they put payroll issues aside. And he was great. He had 29 homers in 62 games. And they were 35 and 27 uh, after they got him and, and went to the playoffs. Again, though, it seems that J.D. Martinez's signing with the Red Sox is inevitable. If we're down to five at 125 versus six at 150 or whatever the number is, uh, we're close enough to get a deal done. And, again, um, they're just their payroll issues. The, the, the Diamondbacks have never had a $117 million payroll. And, you know, they, they were, I think, 11th of 15 National League teams in attendance. So there are real issues while management's been aggressive, um, I, I just think this is a place financially they can't go. And, you know, the Giants have always been willing to spend money. It was a place they were unwilling to go as they tried to stay under the luxury tax threshold. 
and they they ended up with Andrew McCutcheon and Austin Jackson to play the outfield. So I think we're going to see J.D. Martinez playing in Boston on opening day. As good as Zach Greinke was last year, you definitely get the impression that the current front office that did not ink Greinke to that contract right. really wishes that the previous front office hadn't inked Greinke to that deal because obviously it uh, it's a tough thing to move, and he's a guy you don't want to move talent-wise because obviously he's the ace of the staff. Uh, you look around the wild card, uh, I'm just kind of assuming that the Dodgers are going to be really good, Richard, and, and probably are going to win the National League West. So you look around the wild card contenders that we think will be out there. Uh, the Rockies seem like they've gotten better. The Cardinals have definitely gotten better. The Brewers are still on the hunt for a frontline starter that would certainly make them better. The D-backs haven't done a lot yet during this offseason. What do they have to do to keep up and to get back to that postseason in 2018 at this point? Well, the story in 2018, I, I think, will be the same as the story in 2017. It's what They're going to go as far as their young pitchers carry them. You know, Grinke was really good. But the guys, Robbie Ray, Taiwan Walker, Patrick Corbin, Zach Godley, those guys all took a huge step forward. I mean, starting pitching carried the Diamondbacks. And what we saw with Archie Bradley was just wonderful, just wonderful. A guy that had been... A number one, I think he'd been the number one prospect in all of baseball, or right up there, certainly the number one pitching prospect. Never made it as a starter and became a dominant closer, I mean, dominant setup guy last year, and now he's penciled in to be the closer, although you know, there's lots of flexibility there with some of the other moves that they have made. So, you know, and as you look at the Rockies, you say, okay, they're, they're, they're still a bat short, and they've got young pitching that's coming of age, too. Uh, the Cardinals are in a really good spot. And the Brewers, I would think the Brewers are going to go out and get Darvish or Alex Cobb or somebody like that. And uh, we're, there's some questions about their rotation. But So Arizona probably needs one more bat. But if that pitching, if Robbie Ray is as good as he was in 2017, if Taiwan Walker continues to be Taiwan Walker and Corbin, what probably is his last year in Arizona, uh, that, that's a group that when they come to your, your town, they're going to make things uncomfortable for you, for your local team, and that's what you look for, guys that throw hard and, and make hitters uncomfortable, and that carried them last year. When you look around at teams that aren't major market size-wise, big budgets, you mentioned $117 million, which is nothing to uh, to laugh at, but the Diamondbacks are not you know, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Cubs, one of those teams. Uh, you have to get a little bit lucky, I think, with uh, non-roster invites, minor right. league deals with those uh, chances for major league uh, spring training action and hope that you get hot on a couple of them. And the D-backs have made some interesting pickups over the last week. Um, just today as we record this on Tuesday, Richard, Chris Medlin and Antonio Bastardo. Both these guys, 32 years old. Obviously, Medlin was a starter for much of his earlier career. Bastardo, a reliever. Both guys that have effectiveness in their past. Medlin had all sorts of injury issues, hasn't pitched in the majors since 2016. Bastardo wasn't as effective as in past years last year with the Pirates. But those are two guys, along with Michael Blazek, who they've also signed um, as a third guy, that you look at it and there's the chance, right? Those are guys that maybe you get lightning in a bottle. This is what you do. This is what. This is the best part of the offseason to me. It's baseball guys arguing for a certain guy. It has nothing to do with money. Hey, I believe in this guy. Let's come in. You know, because while it's not a money factor, you do run out of innings in spring training. That, you you know, how many chances can you give a guy really to look at on the major league staff? 
I know all I can tell you, you know, Antonio Bastardo and Chris Medlin are both 32 years old. I love Chris Medlin. He's one of my favorite people in the game. He's had two Tommy John surgeries. In 2012, he got MVP votes. In 2013, for the Braves, 100 and, 197 innings and a 3-1-1 ERA. And it was pitching as an art farm. He moved the ball around. He changed speeds. He's a He's not. I don't think he would mind me saying he's not an intimidating guy, and he doesn't throw real hard, but he knows how to pitch. He knows how to gauge bat speed and keeps guys off balance. But he has had two Tommy John surgeries, and he has not been able to come back. There were moments last year in AAA for the Braves where you thought, okay, he's right on the cusp of making this work. And the Braves now have so much young pitching that there just wasn't a place for Chris Medlin as much as they love the guy. So this is a classic guy you bring in. You give him the ball and say, okay, we're gonna, we believe in you. you see, you're seeing it all over the game. The Rangers did it last year with two guys, and Andrew Kashner and Tyson Ross, and got great contributions from Andrew Kashner. Uh, Bastardo, you know, he went to the Pirates and the Neil Walker trade. I mean, that's, that's what they thought of him. He missed two months last season with a quadriceps injury. When he came back, he just couldn't get the spike on his, on his fastball, and he got hit around, and there was a point where they just said, okay, you, you've got to – they, they released him. You've got to go off and try to get healthy again. But these are both guys that have had success in the major leagues. And, and, and when we have this conversation a year from now, Tim, we're going to look around and, and see January, February minor league signings that, that made contributions at the major league level. The Giants famously got a huge push to win the World Series from Audrey, Aubrey Huff, I think, in 2010 or 2012. And that, that's what happens. It's baseball – not about you know this is not about money. This is about baseball decisions and, and baseball guys. And I think this is one of the most fun things we see in a season, and especially for you know for Chris Medlin. You know who's going to pitch at the end of games? It won't be Chris, but Bastardo is going to compete with Boxberger and, and Fernando Rodney's now gone. Blasek's got a chance to be in that mix. He still throws hard, so we'll you know we'll see. It's 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 certainly. It's, these are the guys in spring training, like Bronson Arroyo in camp with the Reds last year. These are the guys you root for. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun to see these guys, and they end up, the ones that make it, the ones that contribute throughout the season always end up being a, a tremendous story to look back on, especially if the team can make its way to the postseason and, and the spotlight gets on them maybe one more time before they have to kind of hang it up for good. Yeah. All right. This has been MOB.com Extras, our D-backs edition for Richard Justice. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.